listening to Hand and Nick. What in cousin fucking tarnation? Alabama Betty Crocker, Miss fucking Betty White shit is this? Holy shit. On Skullface Records Radio. What's going on, my brother? What's happening? We are here for a Hand Nicked, a special edition. Yeah. Um, we're going outside of the realm of Skullface Records Radio. Yes. Um, we're going to local talent from Kentucky. A lot from Kentucky, but I can't say that we stick it here in Kentucky. Nope. Um, well, I stick some things here in Kentucky, but I can't say I stick <laughs> to the, just the music. Um, we got people from all over the globe on tonight's playlist. I don't like talking about it. I like being about it. You know right. what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to rock right into it, man. This is Scotty Saints and the True Believers. They're out of Portland, Maine. Heard it's cold up there. I, I don't know. I've never been to Portland, Maine. I heard there's a lot Maine. of camping going on up in Maine. Really? Yeah. Scotty Saints and the True Believers. This is called Better Days. Skullface Records Radio. <laughs> one man this is punk rock 
punk rock. Yeah, this is a band that uh, I got the nudge from Sam King and uh, Eight Up Records. Yeah. Uh, most of the time when it comes from them, it's the raw doll punk rock, man. It's the good stuff. It's that passionate, it's that heavy drive music, man. It's good stuff, man. Uh, these guys are called Barking Mad. They're out of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I guess that's right up north from Chicago. That's real close to Chicago, I believe. Milwaukee. Yeah. Where they make cheese and beer. Yeah, and coats, because it's cold as fuck. <laughs> this is Barking Mad. Equal opportunity. Skullface Records Radio. Rabbat Spider, if you look behind you, there's a record up there that uh, Eight Up Records made with me. It's Nick Screaming Memories. Yeah. Okay. And then it's this band, Rabbat Spider, actually from the Wisconsin area as well, just ah. like Barking Mad. They kind of remind me of like a Kiss Misfits type style. Like they uh, they do kind of the same face paint and uh, play the high punk pop punk rock. Yeah. Right here in Lexington, man, is a band that's kind of popular called Rat Bat Radio. Yeah. Okay, you see how the mix-up could happen? Yeah, absolutely. You can see how the mix-up could happen, people. I mean, <laughs> shit. I'm only human. What I'm going to do is uh, I'm actually going to go ahead and I'm going to announce Rat Bat Radio from Lexington, Kentucky, and this is a song called Change the Channel on You.
change the channel. Going with the humor of what just happened, man. I'm going to play both bands back to back. You know what I'm talking so, about? Yeah, so we're throwing in Rat Bat Radio, change the channel on you. Exactly. And then we're following it up with Rat Bat, Bat Spider. Spider. And, man, we might have to have a poll. We might have to have the battle of the Rat Bat. Ooh. Like, I don't know if e- if anybody involved in the band would give a fuck. They probably would be like, no, it's stupid or whatever. But what if we had a Rat Bat Radio versus Rat Bat Spider Poe? We play a song apiece. We have people tell us who's better or who they it. enjoy the most. I love it. I mean, they're both great bands. Yeah. They might tie. Yeah. Uh, but this is great Rat idea. Bat Spider. This is called Face Records Radio. Hey, Spider. Come
this next band, we're actually going to try to be getting an interview over the phone over the next few days. Oh, we are? Yeah, this is Schaefer. Schaefer, we're going to be playing one of their songs here momentarily. Uh-huh. But when we do their interview later on in the week, we're actually going to be playing several other songs during the interview. Cool. Um, but here's a sample from an awesome band called Schaefer. This is called Social Justice. They're from right here in Kentucky, man. Turn it up, guys. Skullface Records Radio. Blah, blah. Why do I waste? 
I come in the studio the other day, and my dude back here, he's like, man, Scott hit me up. Uh-huh. And Scott's this uh, musician that plays for the band Kill the Curse. He sent me a few songs as well. I, I got to listen to a few of them, but Slim got to listen to, I believe, all five. He sent like five, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Man, the band fucking rocks. Dude, they do fucking rock. And the cool thing about it is he's from Carter County, Kentucky. Oh, wow. Which is where I used to drive a school bus. And then, boom, he lives here in Cynthia, where we're doing the radio station. All right. So what a fucking coincidence. <laughs> right? Um, yeah, man, his band just fucking rips it. Just just like Schaefer, like the, the band we just heard before, we're going to have Scott in the studio. Are we? We're going to have him in for an interview. I don't know if anybody else from the band is going to be with him, but I know we're going to have him in this week. That'll be dope. When we have him in this week, we're going to be also playing four or five songs by his band, you know, just showcasing his band and what they've been doing. But this one, man, this is going to be Kill the Curse. This is Throwdown. They describe themselves as Southern rock heavy tone with a touch of talent. Whoa. <laughs> Everybody enjoy it. Kill the curse. Throw down. Skullface Records Radio.
second time we've we've had this band in rotation my boy slim when i told him the name of the song earlier he kind of giggle wiggled on me a little bit <laughs> uh, the band's called battle royal the song's called fecal people <laughs> and immediately i said shitty people yeah, all we, right yeah because we all know fecal people right like and that's a that's a kind of a sweet way to say it you know you walk into a store and you see somebody doing a shitty fucking thing you know instead of getting it i'm just a oh, fecal people fecal people fecal people that might be a nice little shirt man we might need to see if these guys if we can't get them a shirt and send it to them their way or something like that <laughs> this is battle royale this is fecal people Skullface records radio we're gonna have to make our own Skullface shirts that say not fecal people not fecal people <laughs> not fecal people now i'm turning into fecal pickle fecal fickle pickle <laughs> Man, these next guys is a great band out of Kentucky. Their name reminds me of some kind of legendary type 50s, 60s family rock band or something like that. Like, really? It's a glorious name, man. It's Diamond Phillips Band. The ah, Diamond yes. Phillips Band, right? It sounds like somebody that's about to like sing at the hop or something. Yeah, or it could be a musical. Like It sounds like a movie theme almost. Like It's right? a great name, man. You guys knocked it out of the park with the name. Mm -hmm. um, this is the Diamond Phillips Band. This song's called Punch the Sky. Skullface Records Radio. <laughs> Rock. 
next band, man, is a in your face, kick your ass, and bang your old lady punk rock band. Mm. Uh, they're tough, man. I've been listening to their music for the last couple years now via Eight Up Records. It's another in your window uh, assist by the uh, Eight Shout Up out Records. Eight up. Yeah, the Eight Up Records gang, man. When they send them your way, they send them in flocks, man, and they send the good shit, man. Yeah. Very rarely do I get anybody that's recommended by them that's not amazing. That's not you know right high quality top of the notch type music yeah this next band is no different man this is defiant state this song is called valkyrie they're from somerset kentucky man turn it up Skullface records radio
see my lady. She's uh she's actually live watching us on the Facebook right now. She's giving me the kissy face, so I think it's time for me to wrap it up, Slim. Uh-oh. I think Uh-oh. it's time for me to I've been out all night doing this radio gig, man. You know how it is, man. We've got to get home sometime. Yeah, well, you got to get home sometime. I got to stay here and, like, do loops and edit shows. And- yeah, you got a little bit more work to do. I got to rehearse <laughs> music tomorrow for... Like fucking eight hours. Yeah. With the power band. Uh-huh. <laughs> they bring the heat when side <laughs> views rehearsing. Here, we bring the heat inside these walls. Man, we're going to have to wrap it up, you guys. This is the last song. I appreciate everybody here with the hand nicked. Uh, like I said, we're uh, the Olive Branch is out tonight, man. We're just trying to get some bands out there that maybe you guys haven't heard. If you guys haven't checked it out, if you guys have any questions, inquiries about any of the bands you've heard tonight or any of the other bands here at Skullface Records Radio, or you just want to tell me and Slim that we fucking suck or something, man. Yeah. Whatever you want to do, man, 859-588-6456. Um, hit us up. Let us know what's going on. You guys have a good night, man. This is the last song. This is Damn Broads. They're from Connecticut, man. They're a bunch of chicks that kick ass and have a really cool. good band, man. We're going to have an interview with them live, actually, later Ooh, on this week as well, dude. cool. Damn Broads. Looks do kill. Find all these bands on YouTube, man. Look them up on Spotify if they have anything, buy anything, man. Um, see you guys next time. Take care. Hey guys, welcome to Gravedigger Radio. This is your host, Zach Gregory, hanging out in the studio with Jason. Episode 3, I'm so excited to hear about the Fresno Nightwalkers. Oh yeah, this is one of my favorite cryptids. But before we get started today, I want to plug our good friends at Skullface Records Radio. That's actually where you'll be able to hear Gravedigger Radio podcast for the first time. In the following days, we're going to be able to release it on all of your favorite podcast websites like SoundCloud, Stitcher, Blueberry, you name it, we'll be on there. Right, so Scaleface Radio listeners will get exclusive rights, the first go-around of what we release. And also, if you want to help out the podcast, we're going to set up a Patreon for this. So by the time you're hearing this episode, the Patreon will be up, and that'll be patreon.com forward slash Gravedigger Radio. And we just ask that if you like what you hear and you're into the same kind of spooky nonsense that we are, just give us 
give us a buck. You don't know how much that helps us to get covered for all of our um, hosting fees and all that stuff and the materials and effort it takes to make a podcast. Even even a buck a month is a huge blessing that we would greatly appreciate. And as we get things set up and rolling with the Patreon, we'll have cool rewards for you guys at home, like t-shirts, stickers, and various promotional things as we kind of evolve this podcast and it gains some steam. Awesome. So, the Fresno Nightwalker. Fresno, is it in California? Yeah, or sorry, Fresno Nightcrawlers. I think the Fresno Nightwalkers are probably their like, local prostitutes or something. That's a, <laughs> that's a totally different creature. That's a whole different podcast. Nightcrawlers, okay. Yes, the Nightcrawlers. And these things, they're super cute. I, I think so. Cute? Well, in a video or a picture of them, I think if I saw them walking across the yard, I'd probably shit my pants. <laughs> You'd be grabbing uh, your shotgun. Oh, absolutely. So, for those that don't know, the Fresno Nightwalkers, they're, it says they're between three to four feet tall, and they are, like, white or gray. Most, all the pictures of them have been through CCTV or just mm -hmm. different photography. Are they a little bit luminescent? Like, the videos I've seen, it's almost like you, you can pick them out from the darkness, almost as if they have some kind of glowy quality. Yeah, they, they really stand out from the background. Everything kind of around them, these guys really kind of pop. Mm -hmm. But what's interesting about them is that they're they're all legs. They're basically just two giant legs and a little tiny body or head and these two big black eyes on them. Yeah, joined at the top by kind of like a bulbous round something. And from that, they're split, almost like the old time clothespins. Yeah. If you can imagine those old school wooden clothespins walking down your street at night, but like three or four feet tall. Or even like a pair, of, like a pair of pants that came to life. Right, and, right, right. And that's what some people have said is trying to kind of disprove these things is that, it, oh, it's somebody's like, pair of pants or something that they've made walk and if you watch the videos we'll have them on our facebook page so that you guys can check them out too but the way these things move is just so unnatural mm -hmm. they it's almost like they don't have knees and they just kind of yeah. float and walk the way they uh like i said they kind of float across the yard i'm really bad about washing my blue jeans i'll wear them for like a week at a time not filming the wash and they probably could walk on their own but they don't glow <laughs> and they're not encrypted i don't know man i think the cdc's wanted to study them for at least something <laughs> So originally, the Fresno Nightwalkers appeared in a 1990s homeowner's CCTV. So this guy, at night, his dogs were going crazy. Mm -hmm. They were always barking at something. They would look and try to figure out what it was, thinking maybe it's an animal or somebody. Uh -huh. Nothing was ever around. So he sets up a home video ca or a security camera on the outside of his house over his garage. Well, that night, the dogs are going crazy. He looks out there, doesn't really see anything. And so he goes back and he watches the recording of it. Mm -hmm. And on the recording, the video is kind of grainy, but you can clearly make out this, I don't know, it, it's a two-legged creature kind of floating, walking, shimmering across Rosie, the yard. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, like I said, I think they're kind of cute, but I'm also watching it through a video to where if you looked out and saw just this random creature. Yeah. And, and I don't know why, but for some reason to me, like aliens and monsters that don't have arms yeah. and are just two legs kind of going, I don't know why, but that, that freaks me out more. Well, you say they're cute. I'm like, is that because they're like kind of non-threatening? Like, how would it kick my ass if it wanted to? Yeah, because when you, when you watch them walking, and we'll talk about the, the Yosemite video in a little bit, mm -hmm. where you see two of them, they really don't seem to care too much, and they really don't seem to be interacting with the environment. They're just kind of bebopping and fucking off through the yard. Like, it's mm -hmm. yeah, they're just there, just going about their business. Yeah, I think that's the video I've seen, so it'll be good to talk about. So the interesting part about the, or about the Fresno video is that it's been studied a whole lot. I think it was on uh, the Sci-Fi Channel's Fact or Fake 
and they couldn't ever replicate the video. They could not mm-hmm. make something that moved in the same way this creature did. Right. It's weird because, again, listeners, you should go out and Google this and get on YouTube and find the videos. But it, watching the movements, it's so unnatural and it's so weird. I don't know how you would replicate this. Like if you were trying to perpetrate a hoax, you know, we're always looking out for that. It's so well done if it is a hoax. It's so bizarre that you can't wrap your head around. Well, and especially, too, at the time that the the video's timestamp for, mm-hmm. uh, they're really, you know, this is a kind of a, a pre-YouTube era. And yeah, a lot of early doors. CGI, yeah. you know, nowadays everybody's got access to Photoshop and various mm-hmm. CGI kind of stuff. This was totally just kind of kind of out there. It was beyond anything at the time. I mean as far as just the average person would have. Mm-hmm. And two, in a lot of these hoax situations, the people behind it, they kind of want the publicity or want to put it out there. Yeah. And the homeowner for this, he was very hush-hush. He did not want his name mentioned, but he was like, look at this. This is super <laughs> weird. Is- and if anybody has any information on it, you know, let me know. I want to know what's stalking through the yard. Mm-hmm. But to me, the interesting part is the dogs were going crazy a lot, but he only caught it one time. Mm. So it's hard to say how these things move, how they interact. But it's it's really cool. Well, so and that wasn't the only sighting, right? There, no, there have been more. Well, no, there have been sightings. The same kind of weird thing in other parts of California, Indiana, uh, Poland. Though I wasn't able to find out much information on the Poland creatures. Hmm. But the other video that's arguably even more famous than the original Fresno Nightwalker is actually footage recorded at Yosemite National Park. Hmm. So in 2011, apparently there was kind of a rash of trespassers that were coming through, tearing up the area littering and just kind of being a nuisance people are exactly and so the park rangers they're like well we're going to catch these people we're going to figure out who it is uh-huh. and we're going to keep them out of here so they decided to set up some security cameras down the trails well they managed to catch two of these night walkers okay this is the or, one God, i keep calling them night walkers it's the night crawlers night crawlers and so not the x-man exactly <laughs> i know i almost like i was wondering if the night crawler if these were any kind of basis on the X-Men i think he character. predates this yeah, yeah he's, he's, he's before the 60s this. character and and i'm not sure why they call them the night crawlers mm-hmm. because they they walk they're i mean they walk pretty well they don't yeah. seem they're not even worm like or it's anything like the one thing they do is walk yeah, exactly <laughs> <laughs> well so they end up getting these two creatures on security camera and you see them just walking down the trail and it appears that there's a larger one and size estimates put these things at about three to four feet tall the big mm-hmm. ones the one that was on the fresno camera and the one that was on the yosemite mm-hmm. camera just based on how they compare to the backgrounds and mm-hmm. stuff okay. but if you watch the video there's also a smaller one that they think is yes. about two feet tall like a little baby yeah night, night crawler and yeah. so you see, it's kind of cool because you see the big one, he's just kind of moseying through, but the little one, he's like getting along with it. Like he's trying to keep mm-hmm. up or go somewhere mm-hmm. with these things. And it, Dad, it, slow down. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's, it's really super fascinating about these things. And this is the one, because they're coming down kind of a little bit of a slope, kind of coming downhill, like in a, from left to right in the video, yeah. if I remember correctly. And you can actually see them really well. And, and they, they, try they pass to, through the tree thing and very normal, I mean, <laughs> normal looking. Yeah. And what's really interesting about these things, though, is that there are vague reports of people kind of thinking they maybe saw one. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, they've only really ever been captured, at least these particular ones, ever been seen on on camera. Mm-hmm. Which lends a lot of credence to things like them potentially being aliens or spirits. Okay. Because there's actually a lot of theory about aliens that... You know, the reason we don't really see aliens is because they wouldn't even register to our brains as being aliens or being a creature. Mm. And there's also the concept of like multiple dimension, multidimensional beings that the only time we really see them is oh. when there's kind of like uh, the two realities are kind of 
thin right. or close together, and they the veil kind of splits a little bit, and you get a glimpse of these creatures in there. That that was going to be my, my my big question for this episode because I don't know this much about these creatures. I've seen the videos and the weird stuff, but like I never could pin down are they are they cryptid? Like they're just like an unknown species that exists in the natural world, or are they alien, or are they spiritual? Well, and we'll get into this in a little bit, but due to Native American myth. Oh, they, here we go again. Exactly. I know. I we're gonna, <laughs> as I was say, three episodes now talking about you know Native American myth and everything. Yeah, is that they are? Like I said, I'll I'll dive deep into this on the the next section of it. But they're believed to have been here for as long as humanity, for as long as kind of the natural world hmm. has been around. Okay. And so I think because of that, they tend to fall more into the cryptids. But then by that statement too, you know, the whole lizard people, which we'll have a whole episode on the lizard people, aliens that have been around and kind of shaped humanity mm-hmm. from the dawn of time are aliens cryptid. And that's kind of a whole nother, another uh, can of, speaking of nightcrawlers, a whole nother can of worms to open <laughs> up. So, well, in these two videos, they seem to be about three, three to four feet tall. There are reports of similar creatures up to like six to seven feet tall. Oh, wow. And it's believed that the caramel it's area, a tall drink of water. I know. And it's, like at two to three feet tall, watching these things kind of run around, I think they're cute. At seven feet tall, I don't, I don't like it anymore. I think it's I think yeah. it's terrible. And so the Carmel area, which is uh, I didn't know this, the some Carmel by the sea area of California. Yeah. They uh, there was a sixty year old marine or ex marine and his wife were driving along one night and they reported seeing this the seven foot tall creature kind of cross the road near their house and they basically described. A nightcrawler. They mm. said it, you know, it had a small head, two big black eyes, and it was 90% legs. <laughs> That's the same way I like my women. When he was kind of interviewed about this creature, he reported, We recently bought a place in Fort Hill area in southeast Highland County. We first noticed about 30 days of living there that we suddenly have a perfect circle that stays fresh green, no matter what weather, in our front yard. Mm. On Friday night, the 12th, we were driving home after returning on Carmel Road, which leads to our road. We went around the curve by the Carmel Church, up a small incline, and approximately 10 feet over the incline, and in front of our truck, the alien ran across the road into the woods. Hmm. So, I mean, for the most part, I tend to think that, you know, people that are, especially an ex-Marine, he's going to be kind of no-nonsense and and less likely to imagine things. And so for them to give such an interesting description in this area Mm -hmm. of a creature that sounded just, you know, like the Nightcrawler, it lends some credence to me. But there was also, I want to say it was Indiana, there was a woman, she said she was driving along and she saw another six foot tall uh, white gray creature that was all legs just standing by the side of the road. And so it's kind of neat that they are, a lot of the sightings are in the Pacific West, Mm -hmm. but that people are seeing similar things kind of all over, all over the country, all over the world. But going back to the the Native American collection or connection with it is that there are a lot of these wooden sculptures that are it's either a person's head or it doesn't have a face at all, mm-hmm. but it's just a head and two giant legs made up from made out of wood. But it's kind of they're supposed to be in a sense guardian. And where this goes back to is that there's the belief that they were around since the dawn of time, or at least the the dawn of humanity. The reason that they have these big long crazy legs is to help them get through swamps and to get through like rough terrain. That they're, mm-hmm. There's also the belief that they are kind of a derivative human species even that are like, they were like bog people mm-hmm. and develop these crazy long legs to move through the swamps and move through the bogs. And so it just, it makes for a really, really interesting story. I think to see those, especially like I love old art that depicts these creatures. Yeah. 
you said they were thought of as, as guardians, like guardians of what, like a sacred places or guardians of the earth? Well, or... kind of like guardians of earth. They were in a lot of their mythology. It's that these creatures exist to kind of bring humanity back to nature and, and to hmm. want to preserve nature. Well, I'm down with that. And yeah, I mean, it's there's really no reports of these things being like terrifying or bad. They're just kind of hanging out. You know, they're mm -hmm. it's like a like a spooky Smokey the Bear kind of creature <laughs> <laughs> just, just chilling out there. Well, that would be a much better spokesperson. Only you can. Okay, so I'm I'm hearing a lot about like the Pacific Northwest area. I mean, we're talking about like Washington State. Oregon, um, North North California, that, that that type of area. It's all kind of a rainforest area, actually, kind of a subtropical rainforest zone. And I'm wondering, you know, you hear a lot of a Bigfoot reports from that area too, and now the, the Fresno night crawlers. Um, do you think there's some kind of like something to that? Like why that particular region would either attract or maybe manifest is a better word. Some some crazy activity that's it's paranormal or cryptid in nature. See, that's that's what I've always kind of wondered about how why these things tend to to cluster. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's also the whole concept of like the collective unconsciousness to where the more people believe something in an area, the more it's likely to manifest or whatever. Mm -hmm. I think, too, there's a lot of like the wilderness preserves out there. Yeah. And there's a lot of areas where these creatures could hide. So that kind of lends more credence to the, well, you haven't just, you just haven't found it yet. It's not that it doesn't exist. You just haven't found one. Yeah. And then, you know, I too, I'd, I'd like to look more into it as well. But I think to a degree, there's probably something with the Native American mythology out there and creating these stories. Going down a little history lesson as settlers, I don't even know, want to call them settlers, sometimes conquesting, which is you know, not a good thing. Yeah. Moving moving west, the, the Native Americans, they had plenty of reason to make up these creatures and as a way to kind of scare off the people coming west and that's saying, hey, you know, we've got these these monsters and, and creatures out here that you guys don't want nothing to do with, <laughs> which I think is kind of cool. They'll walk down your driveway and freak you out at 3 a.m. You know, going back to kind of what are these things, to a degree, they kind of make me think of the little gray aliens in mm -hmm. a sense, even though they don't have arms. But, you know, your gray aliens, which we'll definitely do an episode on on the grays, Yeah, is that, you know, they, they're little. They're these gray white kind of creatures with these great big giant eyes mm -hmm. kind of coming through and, and they move in a way that it's so unnatural. And that makes me think of kind of the multidimensional being kind of thing uh -huh. is that we're, we're just seeing these creatures uh -huh. and that they're, they're not actually necessarily interacting with our planet or with our reality. And that's why they move the way that they do, because, you know, we're seeing, we're kind of, it's basically like looking through them through a window. Right. In a sense. And we're just kind of seeing an imprint of these creatures of how they move in their dimension. This might be going way off the rails, but I think they kind of remind me of, um, you know, Zach and I both spent time living in Japan, but the movie Princess Mononoke. You're going to kill me. I've never seen it. Oh, well, they've got these little forest spirits that kind of like blink in and kind of fade out. They're the little cute little things, a little white. They got like big eyes. Mm -hmm. They just kind of, they're little forest kami and they, they kind of come in and out, kind of blink in and out and they can hang around. They're kind of cutesy, but they're also these forest creatures and they're not necessarily malevolent, but they're ne necessarily benevolent either. They're just kind of there. They're kind of natural. <laughs> yeah. Kinda neutral. Well, I, th I think that's why I like these guys so much is because they, they're they in a sense no different than a bird that's just kind of hanging out outside mm -hmm. or like, you know, a, a squirrel you see run off because mm -hmm. they're, they're really not trying to scare anybody. It doesn't seem like they've got much of a, a purpose. They're yeah. just on the move. Yeah. There's no malicious to them that you know of, but you may screw something up, but then all of a sudden it's too big legs beating your ass <laughs> yeah and well that, and that was kind of my thing too is it's what, what's interesting to me and 
say even if these things aren't real, let's, you know, we always try to keep an open mind here at Grave Digger Rape, but like, what is it about the human psyche that we see these kind of creatures pop up in different mythologies mm -hmm. and see them, you know, I mean, obviously in the videos, but it's like, I wonder what it is that about that our brain thinks, well, something with just two legs and no arms is a weird looking creature to see running around out there. <laughs> I don't know why, but like it does, it bothers me because because in the, you know, the Carmel area creature, I'm, I'm kind of getting this mental image of this. Just I mean, I want it to be terrifying for for this description because it freaks me out. But the image of these is like this two two legged kind of chicken monster creature yeah. kind of running through the woods at you. And it's it's fine if it's just hanging out. I think they're only cute because they're little. Yeah. If they're if they're big, like you said, you know, these two giant legs kicking your ass and like <laughs> stepping through your car and everything. Yeah. I was like, I'm not gonna like that at and all. Now we got a problem. Yeah. But you know, going back to the whole their account from the, the Carmel area creature and talking about, you know, the Native American thing is their comment about having this area this like was a thirty foot area in their yard that was always perfectly green, no mm. matter what happened yeah. to it. So it kind of does go back a little bit to the Native American uh, guardian yeah. spirits. The Kami that you mentioned, the, the forest guardians. From. And, you know, in Irish mythology, the, the fae. Oh, yeah. And, and you know, the, the little people that would, you know, the fairy mounds and all that stuff. The verdant areas that probably shouldn't be. Which it's, it's really cool because, you know, I think a lot of, especially obviously this being a horror podcast, you know, we want our cryptids to kind of be scary. But I kind of like the idea of them being benevolent creatures that are just out there just that are good creatures. Neutral nature forces. Yeah. Yeah. That aren't there to bother anything. They just want to make sure that everything is going just fine. Well, you mentioned uh, nature preserves before, or maybe I did, and I was out fishing kind of out in the middle of nowhere with a friend of mine, Mike. This was months ago, but a guy came up. Uh, we were just creek wading, and a guy came up, and he was also a creek fisherman. You know, there's the always, like, fisherman etiquette, like, you know, hey, how's it going? You catching anything? Whatever. Okay, give them their space to fish, and you got your space to fish. But this guy was kind of chatty, and so Mike's kind of chatty. You know, he talked to anybody. And he's like, yeah, I was fishing up in um, Clark County and Madison County border like the day before, like immediately the day before. And he was up in a new nature preserve that they put together. And Which he claimed, I don't think you're supposed to be fishing in a nature preserve. No, he shouldn't have been. He shouldn't have been. And he learned that lesson because he, he claims that he was chased out of there by something. Really? What did he, what did he say about it? Well, he believed it was some kind of Bigfoot wood booger Ooh. kind of spirit that it, the deeper he got up Howard's Creek, if you're from this area, you probably know that that he started feeling something on, on on the sides, you know, not in the creek with him, but on the sides up in the woods. And this is a very isolated part of Kentucky. And he started hearing like something moving in the trees and something bashing logs against trees until eventually he was like, you know what, I'm done and kind of beat feet out of there. And he was telling us that story. And I've never had a, like, a Bigfoot kind of encounter, cryptid encounter, but that's like a secondhand account that he has came across. And this is a newer nature preserve, probably in the last 10 years. They've set that kind of kept people out of. It's a beautiful area. Mm -hmm. Something to that. Yeah, that's, you know, kind of, I know we were joking about being like a, a smoky bear kind of creature, mm -hmm. but I do like the idea of these, these nature spirits in a sense. And I, yeah. I really kind of hope that that's what these things are, especially seeing their representation and you know, ancient artwork mm -hmm. and just kind of the, the reverence that were placed on them. I think it would be super cool to see it. I mean, and who knows? They, they definitely, in my mind, I'm leaning more towards them being a spirit than a cryptid. Okay. It's kind of where I'm at, given that, you know, with a lot of your cryptids, mm -hmm. there's there's firsthand accounts of people seeing these kind right. of out in the wild. Right. Whereas with this, the only real account of it are through pictures and video, which is how you see a lot of, you know, on your paranormal stuff, how people capture right. pictures of ghosts, pictures of That you can't see orbs. with a naked eye. Kinda. Exactly. Yeah. And then, too, there's this whole other concept, you know, talking about not seeing things with the naked eye. 
we as humans, we only see certain spectrums of light. Yeah. And something We're quite in- stupid, so to speak, as far as perception. Oh, yeah. And as you said in the video, they do look kind of luminous, that they do have their own kind of light coming mm-hmm. off them that radiates. There's no reason that if these things existed, that they would have to be visible in the, the wavelength that we can right. see in. Right. And so who knows? They could be out there just in masks <laughs> and we'd never know it. Yeah. We'd, we'd never see them because they don't register to our brains. They don't register to the, the wavelength that we see. Mm-hmm. And there's two, there's as far as like a psychology thing, your brain is an amazing piece of meat for the most part. Yeah. But and the way it works, but it, it has a self-protective mechanism. Right. Of if you see things. And it's extremely powerful. Yeah. That you don't understand and that your brain can't comprehend what you're seeing. Mm-hmm. You'll just forget about it. It will it will right. basically like blend the your reality around this thing so that you don't have to actually deal with it on a on a logical level. That's absolutely true. And you know, it, it kind of I mean, take for example the fact that we have a blind spot right in the middle of our of our vision, but our brain takes the left side and right side and, and puts those things together to make a full picture. Right. So I mean the, the human human mind's amazing. And so these things and can be the totally things real. they can do with trauma. You yeah. know, either totally bury it or morph it into something else or normalize it. Yeah. And no so no matter how extreme. Who knows? Somebody may have actually seen these things and have no idea what they saw. And they're like, I just saw something out in the woods. I mean, how many cryptid mm-hmm. stories based off I saw something in the woods are out mm-hmm. there? And that's also why eyewitness testimonies are incredibly unreliable. <laughs> yeah. I mean I mean they are, but it's they're without the eyewitness testimony, we wouldn't even have the basis to start even thinking about these creatures. Yeah. And I think every little even even if it's totally not true even if the story is completely fake and somehow they managed to fabricate it's still a good exercise yeah it's still cool it's still a ton of fun and like i said the fact that they couldn't even replicate the videos for these things to me that speaks volumes about the potential validity yeah that these creatures exist oh man i feel like you've given us um something to think about i would encourage everybody to go go to youtube Type this in, check them out, let us know what you think. You know, hit us up on social media if you have an opinion on these or if you have any experience. Of course, we'd love love to hear about it. It's very freaky. <laughs> yeah. Very, very freaky. Um, but I kind of want one. Or, like, I kind of I want one that would just hang around and be my buddy. I mean, if it was cruising around my yard and, like, you know, just making sure my fire pit didn't get out of control, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Like, hang out all you want. Well, guys, we hope you've enjoyed this deep dive on the Fresno Nightcrawler. Have you ever heard of a podcast? People listen to them. They subscribe to them. They love them. As a business, doesn't that sound like something that you'd like to be a part of? You can when you hire the pros at Skullface Records Radio. Imagine, you'll have a team of creative and technical people and a killer podcast to spread the word about your business. Getting old biz into new media is not for the faint of heart, but it can happen with the help of Skullface Records Radio. Get a free estimate by by emailing skullfaceradio at gmail.com or call 859-588-6456 today. Some creepy guy is stalking you in the parking garage at 3 a.m., but you're not worried because you have a bright for war industries knife strapped to your belt. Don't be a victim in this crazy world. Protect yourself. Carry a knife made by bright for war industries. It may save your life. Hi, this is Josh for Bright for War Industries. I'm a professional knife maker with 15 years experience. If you're looking for a unique gift or a high-performance piece of cutlery for the kitchen, the field, or for personal protection, look no further. Look for me on Instagram at Bright for War. 
Need some t-shirts? Want some merch for your band? Stickers? Whatever you need. Let Special Tees hook you up. T-shirts, car decals, and more. Fast, friendly service with a smile. It's just under their mask. Special Tees is now the exclusive provider for Skullface Records Radio t-shirts. Call Brittany the best at 859-588-2165. 859-588-2165. Shipping is available for an extra cost. Special Tees of Cynthia. you like to donate money to our cause? Shit ain't free, man! This stuff takes money. Every little bit helps. We can do a commercial for your business. You can make you money, and then we can make money. Want to sponsor a segment or one of our shows? Want to get famous, man? Want to sponsor a show? Multiple mentions, all kinds of publicity. Email us, skullfaceradio at gmail.com. Don't forget the social media. Find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash groups slash Skullface Records Radio. This is Goosey from Goosey's Goodies. Are you looking for some goodies for your next party or event? Be sure to find me on Facebook so I can make you some custom baked goods. You can bet your sweet when I'm in the kitchen baking, I'm listening to Skullface Records Radio. Mention Skullface Records when placing your order and receive special discounts. Find Goosey's Goodies on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Goosey's Goodies 1. Don't forget the apostrophe. There is no apostrophe. Your short name is Goosey's Goodies 1. Live out your dream to be a superstar under the lights. Always the best crowd and crew in Lexington. Survivor's Karaoke Bar, 161 East Reynolds Road. Remember to tip your bartenders. You'll find Mama Nancy, Will, and the captain behind the bar always serving up the best drink. We got Brian, Bobby G, and DJ Hi-Fi in the booth just ripping it in karaoke. Survivors. 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 The best in karaoke in Lexington. Karaoke starts at 9 o'clock. Mitch's Skullface Records on Friday nights for drink specials. Survivors. 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 Survivors is on a mission to have the best and safest karaoke bar in Lexington. We ask all our patrons to practice social distancing and please wear your mask. Temperature taken upon entry. Survivors. 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 161 East Reynolds Road, Lexington, Kentucky.